The following pre-recorded program is paid for by SSI Guardian. Welcome to Living Well with Dr. Peg. With your host, psychologist Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, Living Well with Dr. Peg explores a variety of mental health, wellness, and safety topics. Brought to you by SSI Guardian, Living Well with Dr. Peg shares effective and practical psychological strategies based on biblical principles for living well. To learn more about the show or Dr. Peg's mental health consulting and publishing services, visit drpegradio.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Welcome back to another episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, brought to you every week by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, who set the new standard in advanced safety education. And we're coming to you from Denver, Colorado, and streaming around the world on the Internet and from your smartphone apps. And if you missed last week's episode or any episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, be sure to go to drpegradio.com for the program archives. And you can also check out drpegradio.com. For information about the show, about my sponsor, and how you can take advantage of my mental health, wellness, and safety consulting services, workshops, and books. And as you may already know, I'm the author of Doggy Tales, Lessons on Life, Love, and Loss I Learned from My Dog. And it's a book about how one particular dog came along at just the right time and changed my life. Uh, but I, I have a confession to make. I'm really not a dog lover. And to tell the truth, I don't really even like dogs. Well, not most dogs. And when my children were young, they asked for a dog and I got them gerbils. So imagine their surprise and mine when I adopted an abandoned dog that I met in Dallas, Texas, just one day after my divorce. And in a way that only God could orchestrate my spur-of-the-moment decision to take in a little dog that I named Dallas was just the beginning of a seven-year journey that transformed my life and taught me to see myself and God in a whole new light. Well, my guest on the program today had no desire to own a large dog or to start her own nonprofit organization, but God had very different plans for Jennifer Don. Jennifer Don is the founder of Paw Print Ministries, a ministry based in Illinois that utilizes dogs to bring comfort to traumatized and distressed people. And we'll hear all about her story today and discover that we really can learn a lot about God and ourselves from a dog. Jennifer Don, thank you for being with us today and welcome to the program. Hello, Dr. Pegg. Thank you for having me. And I have to tell you, that was a perfect introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Well, I stumbled upon you, Jennifer. An acquaintance of mine here in Denver, Colorado, was is hoping to start a therapy dog practice. And I think she has a counseling yes. background. And she was on Facebook asking her Facebook friends, do you know anybody with this kind of experience? And someone mentioned Paw Print Ministries. I I was like, oh, my goodness, that's so cool. Let me Google them and see what they're all about. And so we met and, uh, well, met met, uh, via email. And so it's just so wonderful to have you on the phone today from Decatur, Illinois. Thank you. I'm excited to uh, be a part of your radio show and just be able to share um, the journey that's led me to where I am. I tell you, the past three years, my life mm. has completely turned around. And it's just so exciting to watch 
uh, God's plans unfold, and um, a tiny dream that I had is just literally exploding before my eyes. Yeah, and that's nothing but God. I once cried out to God, um, God, you're turning my life upside down here. And he said, no, you know, I think I'm turning it right side up. And so we end up in places we never (laughs) dreamed we could be. And and so I'm really interested and excited to hear your story. Where did you get the idea for Paw Print Ministries? How did you get started? Um, Like you had said in the introduction, I had no desire to do what I'm doing today. I just didn't have a vision for it. Um, I went through a uh, disaster response training with my husband uh, back in 2013, and uh, we took this workshop to uh, learn how to become um, emergency responders um, at local disasters if there's ever a need for assistance. Uh, Two months after we had that training, uh, there was a tornado that ripped through a small town in central Illinois and pretty much destroyed most of the town. Uh, And my husband and I were uh, called to deploy to that uh, disaster, and uh, we assisted with cleanup. Um, The second day that we were there, uh, an organization had brought in in a team of comfort dogs, and I fell head over heels in love with these dogs. I mean, they were so uh, loving and just ready to have anyone come up to them and give them a hug and to cry on them, whatever it might be. And um, when we left that disaster, we were on the way home, and I told my husband, I said, I want one of those dogs. And his jaw dropped to the floor because he knows me. I love dogs, but dogs in my world are, like, very little, like (laughs) under 10 pounds. (laughs) And I had no desire to own a large dog. And... When I told him I wanted one of those, he he was shocked, but he instantly said, okay, what do we need to do? And he was on board from day one to uh, help me pursue um, my dream and my vision to bring one comfort dog to central Illinois. And I tell you, over the past um, two years, uh, it has grown from having one dog in central Illinois to now having 14 comfort dogs with Paw Print Ministries. And uh, many of them are based here in Illinois, but we do have two out-of-state dogs as well. Uh, So it's exciting to be able to uh, watch the program grow and to be able to duplicate what we're doing in our community here in Illinois and other communities across the country. Um, when, When we got the idea to, and the desire to bring a comfort dog to Illinois, um, that path led me out to California in, uh, March of 2014, and I flew out there to meet with a friend about his comfort dog organization. He's got a a small organization out there, and I was bouncing some ideas off of him and was firing questions at him left and right, and he looked at me, and he looked at my mom, who was in the room with me, and he said, well, ladies, he said, it sounds like you have quite the vision. He said, "I, uh, I think you need to start your own comfort dog organization, and I was so shocked to hear those words. It, it wasn't what I had envisioned myself doing. Um, I was a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor at a job that I absolutely loved and had no desire to do anything else. Um, but God had other plans for me and opened up many doors. Um, it's amazing how he does home, that. <laughs> I know, I tell you. And thankfully I listened. I tell you, sometimes I can be a bit stubborn and, um, he, he definitely did open the doors. Um, 
after flying home from meeting with my friend in California, two days after that, I suddenly passed out at a local restaurant. And um, the doctors kept saying there was something wrong with my heart. Uh, they didn't know what was wrong with me, but they just kept saying something's wrong with your heart. And I'm in my 30s, and, you know, I try to eat sensible most of the time, and, you know, I, I do work out, so I felt like I was in, in pretty good shape. And when the doctors are telling you that you have a heart condition, it, it's scary. Um, so it was. it took about two months for me to recover and bounce back from my episode of passing out. And it was during those two months that I stepped back from the job that I loved and realized that I didn't have to be there. I could do something different. So I began to develop uh, the Paw Print Ministries website that you see today. Uh, I brought together family and friends to create a board of directors. Uh, we became approved for nonprofit status as a 501c3 and uh, started working on all the logos. And um, before you knew it, we had a nonprofit organization that we were beginning to raise funds for. So it's a little intimidating to walk into a corporation or walk up to a friend and say, I've got this idea. I want to bring a comfort dog. Uh, will you help fund it? And uh, I tell you, God definitely had his hand in it because it was amazing to see the funds start pouring in before mm -hmm. we even had a dog here in our community. <laughs> so um, in April of 2014, uh, Paw Print Ministries was established. And... Um, as we began raising funds, uh, it quickly led to the issue that we really needed a comfort dog. And that <laughs> led me back out to California almost exactly two years ago um, in September of 2014. And I uh, met and was trained with the very first Paw Print Ministries comfort dog. His name is Comfort Dog Peyton. <laughs> and he is the rock star that lives with me. He's actually laying at my feet right now. Um, but uh, I got trained and certified with him when he was 13 months old, and he flew home to uh, Central Illinois, and he has uh, he hit the ground running from day one. All right. Uh, we we are out in the community uh, every day, bringing smiles and and warm furry hugs uh, to people uh, out in the community. Mm -hmm. and, I tell you, I, I wouldn't change a thing. I absolutely love it. Wow, that's awesome. Well, we love Peyton here in Colorado. I don't know if he spells it the same. I got uh, my engineer, Don, is a big Broncos fan. So uh, uh, we'll, right. we'll just claim that it's Peyton spelled with an E in there. <laughs> you know what? I have to tell you, Dr. Peg, it actually was. His name, he was named after Peyton Manning. All right. And actually, his golden retriever brother, who is our second comfort dog, is named Eli. All right. Yes. So we're so, kindred spirits uh, here, Jennifer. I love it. I love it. And your story par parallels mine in many ways. Um, you even used the phrase, uh, do, you needed to do something different. And I actually have, yes. my other book is called Do Something Different for a Change. And so there's kind of this... Um, subtext of your your testimony and your story of how Paw Prince ministry came to be, because so many of us have a dream, so many of us have a vision, but we don't take the steps, we don't take action right. to make it happen. And look how God opened the doors for you and gave you favor that because you took the steps in the natural, God did the supernatural. You were raising funds before you even had your first dog. And so Absolutely. I'm sure it wasn't without hard work and without 
um, challenges. I'm sure you would not say it was easy, but look how God uh, orchestrated all of this. Most definitely. And, you know, there's just been so many little signs along the way of how his hand has been in it and just um, all the little things that have happened. And I'm so thankful that um, I was able to step back and I was able to listen. And um, my parents have always encouraged me to dream big and to shoot for the stars. And when I said I wanted one comfort dog for Central Illinois, my dad said, don't limit yourself. Mm -hmm. He said, think about this, you know, what, you know, what about two, what about five? Mm. And here we are now at 14 and continuing to spread out across the country. Mm, um, so it's, awesome. it's very exciting to watch communities and um, health centers embrace um, uh, pet therapy and bringing animals into facilities, how they can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Exciting. I, you know, I was going to ask you what signs did God give you along the way that this is what you were supposed to be doing. Um, but I think you kind of answered that question as you've told your story, just as you know, you, you took those natural steps of building a website, you know, taking a trip to California um, and um, beginning to just receive funds before you even had a dog. Those were all signs, weren't they, that you were on the right path? Absolutely. And, and I tell you, I, I can be a little stubborn at times and uh sometimes i really feel like god god does have to smack me upside the Mm -hmm. head and say hey wait a second you need to listen and i really feel like that's what happened when i passed out that night Mm. i feel like i wasn't listening and my head wasn't in the right spot and he said okay well here let's let's step back a little bit let's lay down literally and think about this and see what you can do Mm -hmm. and so um Thankful that um, there were doors that were shut and many others flew wide open, Mm -hmm. and I I went right through them. Amen, (laughs) amen. Well, you know, um, Jennifer, sadly, my dog, Dallas, that I adopted was hit by a car and and killed about a year after I adopted her. And never having owned a dog before her and and since, uh, I was caught off guard uh, by how Dallas stirred something deep inside of me and all of the things that I learned from her. Um, and so what, what's been your experience with dogs? You said um, never thought you'd own a big dog, but um, what was your experience with smaller dogs? And have you always been a dog lover or dog owner? Yes. Um, ever since uh, I was a small child, I've always had a dog. Um, like I had said, my dogs were always little. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, as a youngster, I would dress my dog up <laughs> and put her in a stroller, and I would push her around the block. And thankfully, she rolled with the punches and allowed me to do that. But, um, yeah, I've, I've always had um, dogs in my, in my life, and I always will. I, they have so much unconditional love. And when you open the door and come home from a long day at work, they are there to greet you with a wagging tail. Just mm-hmm. so excited to see you. And, um I, um, in addition to my comfort dog, uh, I also have a, a small five-pound chihuahua that's a rescue dog uh, at our home, and uh, he's a wonderful family dog, and he brings uh, my family lots of joy, but he stays at home on the couch where his uh, comfort zone is. He, he's certainly not comfort dog status. So, okay. Uh, we keep him at home in his happy place. All right, good. <laughs> well, your motto is his mission, bringing peace serving others. Uh, Talk about uh, the nursing homes and 
the psychiatric and health facilities and the schools and other places that you've gone with your comfort dogs. I'm sure you must have some wonderful stories. I tell you, the the stories are numerous, and we um, have our comfort dog teams out in the community uh, every day, with the exception of Sunday. They they get a day off, a day of rest. (laughs) Um, But we are in um, numerous uh, nursing homes and behavioral health units, um, and and we're deployed to disasters as well. Um, But I tell you, when, when we walk into these facilities with a dog at our side, as they prance into uh, the nursing home and, and walk up to um, a person that's that's in a wheelchair, the the joy on their face you just can't describe. Mm-hmm. It is it's priceless. And um, as we go into these facilities, the dog is like a bridge that allows that person to break down the walls, break down the barriers, and we can sit with them and just talk to them and allow them to love on our dog. So it's really nice that the dog uh, opens that door for um, all of our canine handlers to sit with people and to be able to talk. Uh, We recently left um, the behavioral health unit at one of our local hospitals, and one of the nurses had emailed me and said that our dogs have so much empathy. Hmm. And as I started to think about it, when my dog walks into that unit, uh, he doesn't speak. He doesn't judge. He just walks in with compassion. And so often that's what we need. We need that compassion. Mm-hmm. And uh, when my dog walks in there, I am very proud to be the one at the end of the leash to uh, be able to stand with him and, and to help people through hard times. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you talked about also your very first deployment was a tornado. Um, and so talk about the different other natural disasters, you know, where um, we're, we're faced with these all around the country, uh, floods, hurricanes, tornadoes. Um, how are the dogs helpful in that kind of um, experience? Yes. Um, so my comfort dog, Peyton, his first deployment was to a tornado. And uh, when we pulled up to the home that had been destroyed just hours before, Um, The homeowner was there uh, with her two kids who were visibly shaken, but when the dog came in, it just gave them that few minutes that they did not have to worry about the whirlwind going on around them, and they were just able to take a break and refocus and get their thoughts back in line, and just to be able to give my warm dog a hug, it I remember going to that tornado, and it was so cold that day. It was in the 40s, and the wind was blowing, and their house was gone. And, um, I, you know, you can't imagine what uh, these people go through facing the tornadoes and the hurricanes and and the devastation that comes after these uh, huge storms rip through communities. So Mm -hmm. uh, being able to go and, and help the survivors of the storm and also the first responders, I tell you, they've got a hard job going into those um, and facing that every day. And to be there for them and just to give them, even if it's two minutes, that they can just stop and regroup and refocus. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm thankful to be able to go. Um, just two weeks ago, we were contacted by our local sheriff's department. Um, we had, uh, there were two high school boys who had, uh, tragically lost their lives during or in a motorcycle accident here in central Illinois. 
and um, we were asked to attend the memorial service at their high school for the boys. Uh, so we did have six comfort dogs in the building um, that night to honor these two boys. And I tell you, it's amazing to be there and to walk in and just, um, you know, help the families and the community through that grieving process. Mm-hmm. And um, my canine handlers, my volunteers do an amazing job just being the hands of feet of Jesus to go out and, and to help during such a tragic time. Right, the hands and feet of Jesus and, and the paws. <laughs> That's right, yes. yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, what's the protocol for when they are there? And we'll talk about how they're trained, what that process looks like in our next segment after the break. But what's the protocol when when the handler shows up, whether it's you or one of your volunteers, they show up with one or more dogs um, into a crisis situation like you've just described, um, are there certain things they they are trained to do or to not do? What does that look like? Yeah, so um, every disaster, every situation is so different. And thankfully, we do train for a variety of different situations so that when our dogs are faced with these different situations, they can handle them. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, two weeks ago when we were deployed to that uh, high school, uh, the memorial service was held in a high school gym that was not air-conditioned. And when you pack in uh, hundreds of community members uh, and uh, six comfort dogs, um, it got a little toasty inside that gym. And when the dogs walk in, they're literally swarmed by people. Mm. So we do work hard to ensure our dogs are kept safe and happy. Um, the protocol can vary uh, depending upon the situation. For example, at, at the high school, we literally walked through the crowd from person to person, uh, just providing comfort to them, handing out Kleenexes and uh, you know, just holding their hand and helping them through that process. Uh, so um, it's nice that uh, our our canine handlers are very flexible and, and willing to slide into just about any situation to uh, assist people as they uh, endure such tragedies. Mm-hmm. Well, and I understand, um, Jennifer, that Paw Print Ministries dogs are also involved in church services. <laughs> well, tell we me are. about that. <laughs> Oh, I would love to. We have a local facility here in uh, central Illinois. Um, It's called Making Resources, and they provide services to uh, children and adults with disabilities. Uh, Once a month, we are blessed to be able to take our comfort dogs into their facility, and we host a dog church. (laughs) Uh, We got the idea for this after learning that uh, some of the clients had been asked to leave a local church. And it just hurt my heart that Mm. they were asked to leave and not come back. And um, I felt if the church was not going to invite them in, we would bring the church to them. Mm -hmm. So we we do uh, devotions with them, and we sing songs, and uh, we do prayers with them. Uh, And it is just awesome to uh, see how excited they get and how much love they have for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, when we walk into the room with our dogs, they applaud. And I feel like a superstar. I know it's not for me, but they get so excited as the dogs come in. And it's just awesome to to watch the dogs interact with them, um, you know, with that empathy, with that no judgment. Um, mm-hmm. I remember around Christmas time this past year, 
we had a dog church uh, nativity scene. So we uh, dressed our dogs up as donkeys and <laughs> camels and all kinds of animals. We just put little signs on them, and the clients thought that was the greatest thing. And we had Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus and <laughs> Uh, it was just awesome to bring that nativity to life uh, mm-hmm. through our comfort dogs. And um, it, it's an awesome outreach to be able to sit with them and um, and bring the church to them. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, listeners, um, my guest today is Jennifer Don with Paw Print Ministries. Um, she's got comfort and therapy dogs. Uh, what a blessing. Um, you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. And we're going to take a break to hear from our sponsor, SSI Guardian. And when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the types of uh, breeds of dogs, uh, what kinds of temperaments make the best comfort and therapy dogs, and what the training looks like. Um, So, Jennifer, we look forward to hearing um, what you have to share with us. Listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back. One needs to look no further than today's headlines to understand the threats facing American schools. They remain soft targets for violent threats, and yet our schools go largely underprepared. Our children deserve the highest level of education in the safest learning environment possible. The SSI Guardian QAL, or Quick Action Lockdown, is the fastest and safest way to lock down a classroom. This revolutionary device provides schools with maximum locking protection while meeting all safety, fire, and building codes. Designed by the leading lock experts in the world, the QAL is the only lock that meets Department of Homeland Security primer recommendations. SSI Guardian QAL now makes classroom lockdowns fast and safe with the red button. As a parent, you have every right to demand that your child is afforded the best classroom protection. Take action today by calling SSI Guardian at 877-878-5800 or go to guardianprotect.com. That's guardianprotect.com. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. Donald Trump told a crowd in Golden, Colorado, the FBI's review of Hillary Clinton's email practices raises, quote, everybody's deepest hope that justice at last can properly be delivered. Trump calls it the biggest scandal since Watergate. Clinton's campaign's renewing calls for the FBI to release more details about its inquiry. Campaign chairman John Podesta says there's no indication the emails are even about her. National Transportation Safety Board investigators at Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport today where a FedEx plane caught fire upon landing yesterday. The airport's north runway would remain closed while investigators assessed the plane. The fire apparently did not spread to the plane's cargo. Meanwhile, authorities say an errant drone flying near Dubai International Airport forced the world's busiest international airfield for close for nearly an hour and a half. This is SRN News. MLS 378844, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Denver home values have climbed to their highest in history, but your bank still wants you to pay $100, $200 or more in mortgage insurance. Why? I'll shoot you straight. The banks are not your friends. They get rich upon your labors as you continue to pay unnecessary mortgage insurance. Your heavy burdens of debt, interest, and fees are literally their business model. Do you really think your bank is going to tell you how to lower their profits? Not a chance. If you're ever going to get ahead, you'll need someone on your side of the table. I'm Brian Murphy, owner of Front Range 
Mortgage, a local Colorado-only mortgage team that has helped hundreds of Coloradans to fight back against the banks, drop their mortgage insurance, lower their payments, pay off credit cards, and get a little breathing room. I advocate for you against your bank. Call me and my local BBB-approved team for a painless five-minute conversation to see how we can fight for you and your family. Our number, 303-500-1900. That's 303-500-1900, or visit frontrangemortgage.com. Come shop the Holiday Hoopla Boutique in Arvada. Choose from incredible home decor, holiday decorations, and personal accessories like purses, scarves, and jewelry. All profit is given to women and children across the world. It's fun to shop, and it's fun to make a difference. Visit the boutique in the atrium at Faith Bible Chapel between Wednesday, November 2nd, and Sunday, November 6th. Faith Bible Chapel is located at 6250 Wright Street in Arvada. Find boutique hours, directions, and more at faith.church. Again, all the details on the incredible Holiday Hoopla Boutique are at faith.church. Colorado Indoor Billboard Network providing small business an affordable way to promote and brand their business in the Denver metro area. www.coibn.com proudly presents the Godly Sign Show. Join Alan Davis Saturdays 4.30 p.m. on 94.7 FM KRKS or download the mobile app where Alan and his guests share their thoughts on local Colorado businesses. To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Jennifer Dawn of Paw Print Ministries. Jennifer, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm just loving everything that you're sharing. My pleasure. Great. Well, you can learn more about Paw Print Ministries at pawprintministries.org. Now, Jennifer, before the break, I asked about uh, what are the best breeds? You know, when I go on your website and I see all the beautiful dogs, most of them are golden retrievers. Is that for a reason or is that coincidental or what's that about? Yes, many of them are golden retrievers, and I tell you, their temperament is so well-suited for what we are doing out in the community. Uh, Golden retrievers naturally have a love for people. Uh, They are very gentle and very accepting of a wide variety of uh, personalities. And so for that reason, they're very easy to integrate and train uh, with our Paw Print Ministries program. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not limited to just the Golden Retrievers. There are many other breeds out there and many other dogs that are very well suited for this. Um, so basically, it boils down to the temperament of the dog. Uh, the dog just needs to be very gentle and uh, very accepting of a wide variety of people. So... In addition to those golden retrievers, we've got uh, some labs on our team, golden doodles. Um, we we had a five-pound Morkie who uh, tragically did pass away not too long ago, and we missed that little boy. I tell you, he was so stinking sweet. <laughs> um, so we are definitely open to other breeds, but yes, uh, yeah, we're, we're a little overwhelmed with golden retrievers at the moment. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, what about age? Are are younger dogs better suited, or can you really teach an old dog new tricks? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Yeah, so um, we actually do have some rescue dogs within our organization. Um, so we were able to kind of, quote, unquote, repro- reprogram them and train them for our outreach in the community. 
Uh, with that being said, to retrain a dog is tricky. It's a challenge, and it can take longer. Uh, it is best to begin the training program as a puppy at a very young age. Uh, with that being said, we only, out of the 14 dogs we have right now, only two started as puppies. Mm -hmm. So um, we do have a training program that does allow us to uh, train um, at any age, but uh, the job of the handler is so much easier to begin as the dog is uh, very young and uh, you can teach them from day one uh, what we're expecting of them. Mm -hmm. And what about gender, male versus female um, dogs or puppies? Um, either one, male, female, it really doesn't matter. Um, I tell you, the females on our team do have a tendency to be a little bit more snuggly, a little bit more motherly, and mm -hmm. a little bit more loving. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, but we are outnumbered by males at the moment. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, tell the listeners um, how the dogs are trained, how long it takes. Uh, walk us step by step through the process. Yes. Um, the, the dogs are trained. I tell you, I always have um, fresh chicken or something in my back pocket. Uh, my dog loves to work for his treats and his rewards. Um we have been blessed with a fantastic um, director of training at Paw Print Ministries, and he commutes uh, to our community twice a week to train uh, all of our dog teams, whether they are certified or if they are um, still in the training process. He works with um, all of them, and just to be able to watch him in action and he really understands the psychology behind how the dogs think and why they do what they do and um, any stress signs that the dog may show. He helps us to work the dog through any issues they might be having to be able to uh, teach them and show them that the world is not scary, that vacuum cleaners are not scary. <laughs> you know, whatever little glitch they might have in their system, we help the dog work through any issues. Um, our training program is seven different training phases. So as the dog and the handler advance through certain phases of the training program, um, each class builds upon the previous one. And as they get to a certain level, then they're able to go out on in-training visits. So we kind of ease them into the process of taking their dog out into the community and um, giving back. Um, all of our trainers are all uh, volunteers. It is community members that have a passion for their community that want to give back. And whether that is with your own dog or if you want to get involved in other ways, there are so many different ways to give back to your community. And I'm blessed that I was called to be able to um, head up this program to be able to um, give back to our community and also uh, begin to duplicate that in other communities across the country. Mm -hmm. And so you're saying community members who have puppies in particular can volunteer to have their dog trained to be part of your comfort uh, program, your ministries. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. It's exciting to be able to provide those resources to community members who do want to help others. And, um, you know, I tell you, if, if uh, your listeners, if you have never seen a comfort dog in action, you, you just can't describe it. And 
Um, you know, like I had said earlier on in the program, uh, big dogs were never my thing. But as soon as I saw these comfort dogs, I knew I had to have one. And uh, comfort dogs don't have to be big. They can be little. They can be all kinds of different breeds. Um, but I, I do tell you, I do have a special place in my heart for, for comfort dog Peyton. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, tell us about... Um, one or two of your other favorite dogs besides Peyton, I, I encourage the listeners to go onto your website, pawprintministries.org, and then from there there's a link to your Facebook, and they can look, they can click on each and every one of the dogs that's a part of your ministry right now. And I saw a real cutie on your website named Mabel. I just fell in love with Mabel. She's a puppy in training to be a comfort (laughs) dog. And I just was, oh, I was beside myself. Tell tell me a little more about Mabel and any of your other favorites. Yeah, Miss Mabel's absolutely adorable. And she has her own Facebook page, (laughs) Mabel's Paw Print. (laughs) And I tell you, her owner um, found out about uh, Paw Print Ministries through social media, and she wanted a way to give back. So she actually purchased Mabel with the intent mm-hmm. of making her a comfort dog. Uh, so mm-hmm. she's been in training now with Paw Print Ministries for a couple of months, and she is doing fantastic. I tell you, she looks like a tiny little teddy bear, and you just want to hug her when you see her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so cute and so sweet, and it's really amazing to see these puppies in training at a very young age and how smart they really are. You know, you kind of think back to, to kids or to toddlers when they were young. You know, they're really smart, and they know how to work this system, and it's the same thing with the puppies. They're very smart, and it's awesome just to watch them absorb what we teach them so young. Um, but Mabel is definitely a, a snuggly, cuddly one, and, and we're excited to uh, watch her grow and develop in, uh, and go back out and give back to the community. Mm-hmm. We also have some um, rescue dogs on our team, and um, one of them is Comfort Dog Sophie. Sophie is all black flat-coated retriever, and she was rescued from a a local rescue agency uh, in Illinois. And her uh, owner has a passion um, at a local organization called Growing Strong. And that organization focuses on uh, victims of sexual assault. So Comfort Dog Sophie is available for, um, she's on call to go assist with any client's uh, who are new to that facility or who might be having a hard time, uh, Comfort Dog Sophie comes in with her handler to to be able to assist people through uh, rough times. Mm-hmm. So it's really exciting to watch as as we bring different Comfort Dogs on board and the passion of the canine handler, what they are passionate about. And we have one handler who is very passionate about veterans and giving back to veterans. Um, and that's actually Comfort Dog Eli, mm-hmm. Mr. Peyton's brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eli was the second dog with Paw Print Ministries. And I've been blessed to fly with him uh, to Florida, to the James Haley VA Hospital in Florida. And I tell you, to walk the hallways of that hospital with uh, Comfort Dog Eli uh, was indescribable. And just to be able to kneel next to uh, the men and women who have served our country and fought for our freedom, and just to simply say thank you. 
And the more I do that, the, the more I'm realizing that we don't do that enough. And so that has become a new passion of mine is to uh, develop a program within Paw Print Ministries to give back to our veterans and to really help them um, through uh, deployment, help their families, help them when they come back, help them when, um, and just to simply say thank you. So uh, we're working hard on on creating a new veteran outreach program to to give back to our veterans. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So veterans, um, the elderly, uh, those in the midst of crisis and tragedy and loss, and um, victims of sexual assault. A couple of weeks ago, I had a, a program about um, surviving uh, and overcoming domestic violence, and I had a guest who left her home in Houston and came to Denver, Colorado with nothing except her two children and um, how terrifying that must have been leaving all their possessions yeah. behind and and her children were young at the time. I can only imagine how comforting that could have been to have had um, a comfort dog uh, available to the, that family. Absolutely. And, you know, to help the kids through that stress and, um, you know, for the kids that we meet as we're out in the community, um, we have little tiny uh, stuffed comfort dogs that we leave them with. And so they have a little treasure to take back with them to remind them of their visit with the comfort dog. Mm-hmm. That's just wonderful. Well, you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. My guest today is Jennifer Dawn with Paw Print Ministries. And I think li- my listeners... Um, are are kind of drawing the the different themes that uh, we're going to talk about in our next segment um and and to know that you really can learn a lot about God and yourself from a dog. <laughs> you talked about Jennifer um one of your first lessons was to dream big um yeah. and and not to limit yourself or God and to listen. And so we're going to talk about some of those lessons Uh, When we come back again, this is Living Well with Dr. Peg. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Schools can no longer afford not to invest in a professional evidence-based advanced safety education training program. It's the single most important decision and investment a school administrator will ever make in their professional career. When all else fails, training and preparation are the only things that will increase your chances of survival in a violent incident such as an active shooter or active terrorism. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training programs tailored to your needs. While there are many basic training programs largely based on opinion and emotion. SSI Guardian is the only advanced training program of its type with an accredited continuing education unit or CEU issued by an accredited university. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training and solutions to learning institutions, faith-based and professional organizations. To learn more, call SSI Guardian today at 877-878-5800 or visit guardianprotect.com. To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Welcome back, everyone. I'm talking with Jennifer Dawn, uh, the founder of Paw Print Ministries, and she 
has had amazing experiences with comfort and therapy dogs in Illinois. You can learn more about her ministry at pawprintministries.com. And listeners, did you know that you can learn a lot about God and yourself from a dog? And I wrote a book called Doggy Tales, Lessons on Life, Love, and Loss I Learned from My Dog. And I share my experiences with my dog, Dallas. And I had her a little over a year before she was sadly killed by a car, but I wouldn't trade that time with her for anything. And I learned so much from her. Um, and, and Jennifer, the main premise of my book, Doggy Tales, um, is all of the lessons that you can learn about God and yourself. What lessons have you learned uh, from working with your dogs and seeing how other people have responded to them? Um, it, you know, like you said, it is amazing what your dog can teach you. They don't speak, but we've I've learned so many lessons uh, from my comfort dog. Um, and, you know, as I observe our comfort dogs in action out in the community, uh, it is amazing just to watch as they approach an individual. And they walk up to an individual with such loving eyes and uh, they'll lock eyes with a person, and um, as I mentioned before, they have so much empathy. And um, you know, when when they approach that person, they won't speak, <laughs> they don't judge, and they just walk in with compassion. <laughs> and if if we all approached situations with compassion, I really feel that this world would be a better place. <laughs> and so, if anything, my dog has has taught me compassion and. Uh, to be non-judgmental and to approach those situations just just with love, and you know, as you think, um, that really is being the hands and the feet or the paws mm-hmm. of Jesus, mm-hmm. and we can learn that from from our dogs who don't even speak. That's and right. you know, to be able to learn a lesson like that from an animal that doesn't speak is is unbelievable to me. That's right. <laughs> well, when I met my Dallas. Um, she had been abandoned, not not really abandoned, but her owners had moved out of state and she had run away and they, they couldn't retrieve her before it was time for them to leave. And my friend uh, Jackie West, who lives in Dallas, um, found found the puppy, found the dog and took her in. But Jackie already had three dogs of her own, so she couldn't keep um, an additional dog. So here I show up. Uh, one day after I got divorced, and my divorce was final, and I went to Dallas to visit my friend Jackie just to receive some comfort and just kind of to recuperate. And um, I walk in the house, I sit down on the couch, and um, here jumps this little dog straight into my lap out of nowhere. Yes. And my friend Jackie said, I'm looking for someone to adopt her. And before I even could think, out of my mouth came the words, I'll take her. <laughs> and yeah, so that just, you yeah, she, she picked me. She picked yes. And so <laughs> that just began, you know, this one year experience with her so much that I learned and those lessons continued to ripple through my life many years later. Um, but, uh, you know, when I think I, I used to think I rescued her, but I realize now she rescued me. She just what you're saying about not judging and and the compassion and the love, um, that's that's what I received from her, and that's what I learned. Now, um, we know yeah. dogs teach us that people may come into our lives, uh, you've heard the quote, for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, and Dallas was only with me for a very short season, and I believe clearly for a particular reason, for that truly for that right. comfort and to teach me about God, how much God loves me. 
Uh, in the case of your ministry, uh, your dogs may come into people's lives uh, for only a few hours at a time. Um, but what kinds of issues or conflicts uh, have you seen your dogs help people with? You know, and it's interesting because sometimes my dog is only there visiting with a specific person for even a couple of minutes mm. or even 30 <clears throat> seconds. But sometimes that's all it takes to turn that person's day around. Mm-hmm. And when we're in those nursing care facilities going from person to person or when we go to cancer care center and go from chair to chair visiting patients receiving chemotherapy and radiation, um, it's amazing to see how that can turn uh, someone's day around and really change their outlook on the day. You know, for those patients receiving that chemotherapy, I, I cannot imagine uh, what it's like to sit in the, in the chair with uh, hooked up to an IV and, and having that pumped into your body. And uh, to be able to uh, walk into that facility and to be that few minutes that that person can just relax and not worry about uh, what's going on. Um, and each one of our comfort dogs, um, inside their vest, they have a business card. Uh, so all the dogs have business cards that they carry that have their own personal picture on it that's got their name on it, and uh, they really become collector's items. In the schools and in the nursing homes, the residents love to get the, dog, the pictures of all the dogs. And it's awesome to be able to hand those out with Bible verses on them or, or simple messages on the back. Um, I remember being a, in a behavioral health unit um, one time at the local hospital in the adolescent unit. And there was a gentleman there. He was maybe 13. And, and the nurse said, oh, he's not going to talk to you. And I said, it's okay. He doesn't have to talk to me. And I knelt down next to him and put my dog in between him and myself and and he started petting my dog and on my dog's vest uh, there's a medallion and it says I can do all things through him who gives me strength and uh, that gentleman read that and started crying Mm. and I knew that day that my dog gave him a message that's just beautiful just a blessing yes amen now you, you said one of the lessons you learned in this process of starting your nonprofit and your ministry was to listen. And my, yes. my experience with Dallas taught me a lot about truly listening and obeying God. And I saw how, as a dog, Dallas listened to what was going on in her around her and her surroundings. I'd see her ears perk up, and she was always diligently listening to everything. But I saw yes. how di- uh, disobedience literally cost her her life she ran off and wouldn't heed my commands to come back and she was hit by a car and killed Uh, what lessons have you learned about listening and obedience in your own life or the lives of the people who've interacted with your dogs you know it's funny when you look back on the journey the path that your life has taken you start to realize there were so many signs where you chose not to listen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what was happening to me. I, would, I was choosing not to li- listen. I was happy with what I was doing, happy with where I was at, and, and God had other plans. And so uh, that's when he said, uh, oh, okay, well, we're going to play it my way. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when he really did literally knock me off my feet, and it gave me that time to listen. And I think all too often we have – we get caught up in the hustle and bustle of life and and don't take the time to stop and listen. And um, I'm thankful for those two months that I was able to just stop and, and listen. And 
uh, follow. Uh, not only do you need to listen, but you need to follow and go with, with what he's telling you. And, and thankfully I did. And um, thankfully many, many, many people have stood with me to help support uh, the vision and the mission of Paw Print Ministries to um, build it up and to establish the program that Paw Print Ministries is today. And it's awesome to watch it uh, being duplicated in other communities to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my hopes in having you on the program today is that I know we have some um, similar programs in the Denver metro area. There's animal-assisted therapy is one that I know about, and they have uh, dogs, cats, uh, horses, <laughs> and all kinds of other little animals um, that they use in their work. And so um, hope, hoping that if someone is um, feeling that tug, the acquaintance that that um, I, I found you through, through Facebook, that she was thinking, I want to do this. And she was doing her homework and doing her research. And so I pray that whatever the the dream is that God has placed in, in our hearts, that we would pursue it, that we would listen, we would follow, we would obey. The rewards are great, aren't they? Absolutely, most definitely. And they just keep coming. And, you know, to be able to pull in a team of volunteers um, that have the same mission and same passion to give back. And, you know, just to be able to work with an amazing network and to partner with the sheriff's department on our mission Mm -hmm. is just unbelievable to have their support uh, to be able to give back to the community. Mm -hmm, That's right. Well, I'd, I'd have to say, and I think you'd probably agree, um, the most important lesson I learned from my dog is that God will never abandon me, no matter how much trouble I cause, no matter how much I disappoint him, no matter what. Uh, he still loves me. And so what what have your dogs taught you and others about acceptance and love from God? We have about a minute left. I tell you, your dog, I, I remember uh, looking through this in your book and how, you know, if your dog would make a mess or mm-hmm. things like that. and. You know, and they just keep running back to you, and they love you, and that unconditional love. And uh, my dog has definitely taught me that that he has unconditional love for everyone, no matter what race, what uh, gender, ethnicity, you you name it. My dog accepts everyone and uh, enters in with that compassionate heart, and and that's what. We as people need to duplicate. Mm-hmm. And you know, what struck me about what you said about Mabel's owner, Mabel's owner bought her with the intention of putting her into service to comfort others. And it makes me think, you know, yes. we've all been bought at a price. And what are we doing yes. with our lives to, to honor God and, and serve um, his kingdom, his people? It's just been a delight to have you on the program today, Jennifer Dawn. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And if, listeners, if you'd like to learn more about Paw Print Ministries, go to pawprintministries.org, and you can make a donation there as well. Uh, you can order my book, Doggy Tales, on Amazon.com, or receive your own personalized and autographed copy of my book from my website at drpegradio.com. Again, also find out about my mental health, wellness, and safety consulting and workshops at drpegradio.com. My guest has been Jennifer Don with Paw Print Ministries, and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, reminding you to live well. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Living Well with Dr. Pegg. Living Well with Dr. Pegg is brought to you by SSI Guardian, who has set the new standard in advanced safety education. If you'd like to learn more about the show, our sponsor, or mental health consulting and publishing services, visit www.drpegradio.com. 
Remember to join us every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 94.7 KRKS-FM for Living Well with Dr. Pegg.